Hey, welcome to the Late to the Party podcast. Connor, are you with me? Can you hear me when I'm on my speakerphone here? I can, yes. Okay, so that's a good start. Uh, should we try plugging in my headset, or how's the sound quality like this? It's, it's good. It's okay. Good, man. Do we just want to do speakerphone then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Works for me. Another smashing start. Yep. We're really? only four attempts into this. Mm-hmm. Newbie podcasters, late to the party podcast, video game podcast that's constantly late just because we're never going to be on time with timely relevant topics. It's both, just going to be about both video with, games. Both with topics and with the games we're talking about and with apparently our difficulties. <laughs> yeah, the podcast starts late. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Right. So what better what better topic to start with than the most controversial topic in video games right now, Destiny. Yeah. So Destiny yeah. was the first RPG MMO, especially on consoles. It's a crazy game. How would you summarize what the heck it is? I I would summarize it as Destiny is a game where you shoot stuff, uh, you loot stuff, and most importantly, you engage in like this ridiculous power fantasy where you are somehow playing the most competent first-person shooter ever made that just feels slick and well-designed, but then at the same time, it has that addictive loot drop gameplay that you come to uh, your maybe your MMOs for. Maybe maybe not your MMOs. Maybe you go to your Skyrims for it. You go to, you go to get that random sort of RPG hook of, I'm going to make my character... A little bit better. I'm going to keep building that legend that I'm doing, which is what Destiny uh, Destiny One just does so well. It did it did it remarkably well. Yeah, well said. And I mean, like everyone knows what Destiny is, but I think you make some good points that people often forget, which we'll get to when critiquing Destiny, which is what it's built to do. Which is it's not just Halo, where it's a great shooter. Mm-hmm. And it's not just an MMO where like the world developments there and the loot's there, but like it also it combines that great gameplay with the great world system, I guess. Um, right. So remember when Destiny One dropped? It was the most hyped game ever. <laughs> it still probably is, I would say, because it was so mind blowing. Like because I remember going into it as even just a Halo fan looking at it going, wow, this, this game looks phenomenal. It's, it's Halo, but with, you know, all the traits from the other games I like to enjoy. So I remember that was the first game I went to to, to get at midnight. I hadn't been to another one. Bef- the only one before that that I'd gone to was Skyrim when Skyrim came out. And that one was like, I would say that would have won the most hyped before this one happened. But then, as you said, yeah. the cake. Yeah. So I remember it released... It was everything I never dreamed it would be. Like, it was basically perfect to me. But you remember Polygon just destroyed it with that 6.5 review? Yep. What was that about? I I feel like when you look at reviews for games like this, they... Because if if you take Destiny and you keep it as kind of standalone and just the way it plays, how does it feel to shoot things? How does it feel to run around the open world does the open world look good is the story feeling all those different things the main thing that drops out of the conventional gaming sort of first person shooter perspective on what do you play a first person shooter for 
you play it so that you can usually role play some kind of super soldier and some kind of world ending calamity that you go and you shoot a bunch of monsters and then you're good or, you know, what have you. That's the rule. Um, they usually try to incorporate some kind of pretty decent story, you know, usually about it's, it's at least solid B action movie where you're not, it's not going to win an Oscar, but it's definitely going to keep you hyped. Uh, and you just expect it to play phenomenally. Hold on. My watch is going off. Oh, no worries. Yeah. I, it's so good. Cause like if you were saying earlier, we were talking, if this was just a shooter and you compared yep. it to any shooter out there, especially the annual call of duty release, which I'm just so sick of, it would mm. just decimate the competition. It's oh, that yeah. good. And that's just part of the game. Right. That's, that's, that's just a, a simple facet to it. Uh, and as soon as you leave behind the, just the fact you, you say, okay, all these, all this gunplay is really great. And then you focus on the fact that Des- that Destiny involves this really, really, really fascinating world that oddly Bungie put through electronic play- uh, with it, playing cards. No, not playing cards, like collectible cards. Uh, what was it called? A grimoire um, where you'd have to go on oh, yeah. app. And if, you are, if you're fascinated with Destiny's world, which myself personally, I was fascinated with it. I couldn't find enough information on the Hunters. Because like, I love the idea of space gunslingers. Dude, straight up. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic. Such a good idea. But the only way I could do it was looking looking it up through, oh, I got a Grimoire card. Better load up the app on my phone. That's yeah, a weird choice to have all of your story put into these cards. But at the same time, the gameplay loop, like we rightly said, was the attraction to Destiny in the first place. And while it hit every single cylinder... Uh, with its with its gunplay, everything else in the end game, I think that's what led it to get a six point five and a seven point zero. Is that people looked at the end game and went, "This seems really weird. Something about this. It's not quite hitting every thing that you expect it to hit. If it's going for an MMO that has a extendable end game that you can play and play and play and gr- and most importantly, grind, grind, grind." And right. I think that's where those numbers come from. Right. Now, this is interesting, though, because I played The Division, and I thought that The Division started out really, really strong. Right. And you start that game, it's got a great world, it's got a great story, it's got great gameplay. The problem being, you get to the end of the game, and especially the DLCs, and all of your opponents are just bullet sponges. So you go from having this like really cool like Tom Clancy, hyper-realistic, you know, like military world, with all that gameplay. And then by the time you're at the end of the game, it's like you have a light machine gun and you're putting 300 rounds into a guy to put him down. And it's really, it just like kind of yanked me out of that world. You know what I mean? It, you, you lose that immersion that Tom Clancy's games really rely right. on. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so it was like that game started so well. And for me, it just fizzled at the end because it turned into just that like numbers game behind the scenes it wasn't about the combat anymore it was just like gun does x damage per bullet bad guy has this much health yep. shoot him two thousand times as a squad it was really which, strange it felt like a different game than the beginning of that game which is somebody as somebody who played are you still there yeah yeah it i got like a weird sound effect that came through which is which is some somebody who played uh a very large amount of Destiny 1, I can say that was definitely something that hit. 
is you 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 play in the in the beginning parts as you're getting your guns and you're getting all this different stuff and it's just moving on forward. Um, it it plays really excitingly. You're making your character. You're doing all these things. Once you get to the end game, it's like wow, I've, I've been shooting this guy for a while and he's just he's just not going down, you know. <laughs> and, but at the same time, Destiny has this great thing where you're playing these huge boss fights and you're fighting these huge creatures that feel like they're epic. They should take this long to shoot. They should take this long to fight and bring down, which I've never played the division, but it sounds like you don't quite have that same appeal because the division's a very different sort of power fantasy. Right. Yeah. Like by definition, the world and the division, like the heavies are literally just humongous dudes in body armor. Whereas like destiny, you're literally shooting a space monster. That's like 35 feet tall and has a, an energy barrier shield. (laughs) Right. So that's like, like for me it like worked. I don't know. Um so like I thought the Destiny was really good. I, I like how Polygon after the DLCs came out and they I mean Bungie pushed the story really, really yeah. well, I thought, through those DLCs. Like they, they didn't just play the same they didn't just make you play the same stuff over and over. Like the world progressed. So the like taking, Poly- the, the Taking King in a lot of ways was Destiny two. Uh, before Destiny Two even happened, uh, yeah, which you could... which was Taken King was one of the better DLC packs I've ever seen come out for a game, barring you know you you can't include like the Mass Effects, which I I want to I think we should touch on that later on in this in this review of Des and this talk about Destiny in general, but like Taken King was a great job and they did a good job with all the other ones. A couple fizzled and they've got a really weird sort of approach to DLC, but overall it was really really good. Yeah. So it cracks me up that like Polygon kind of landed on a begrudging 7.0 rating. <laughs> like there, I, I literally, like I'm looking at my notes here, hilariously, their review for The Division, 7.0. Exactly the they, same. It, and I, I, I don't oh. think that those games are the same quality. No. And it's like, I can... I can see the arguments and we're going to touch on this later where I think expectations could be different for different styles of gamers. Like I know you and me approach destiny differently. Right. But like those two games are not both the same score. That's crazy to me, but they're also super different games. And well, maybe not because I haven't played, I haven't played enough of the division to know how different it is per se from, from destiny. Because my impression was that it had the same sort of class-driven, loot-driven yeah. dynamic. You're doing your quests, you're running out in the open world, you're working with people. But at the same It's an MMORPG. Okay. But, like, the world was empty. The combat, like, really fell flat. So, like, in Destiny, when you're playing the hard characters, it's because it's, like, the culmination of, like, a chapter in the story or, right. like, the DLC or, like, a raid. In the division, you just end up at the point where everyone is a bullet sponge, mm. even if they're a regular grunt, and if they shoot right. you like two times, you're dead. And, and, and it's like really frustrating give, and not a good way. To give uh, Bungie and the raid team some credit, I don't think I've ever played anything in a game as like mentally taxing as one of Bungie's raids uh, for Destiny. Like I can, I can, I've done, I, I am a very, and, and we've talked about this before, Trevor, I'm a very firm and strong proponent of Dark Souls. I'm not very good at Dark Souls, but I love the concept of <laughs> all the games. Um, yeah. I've played Dark Souls 3 religiously. I'm working my way piecemeal through Bloodborne. Um, I've played Dark Souls 2. I love those games. 
none of those taxed me as mentally as Destiny did. Because Destiny has this really interesting way of setting up, or Bungie has this really interesting way of setting up mechanics that you have to have this ironclad communication with people where people, they have to know what's going on. You have to be dialed in the mechanic. You have to get the timing right. You've got to have the right guns. You have to have all these different things. And getting six people to do the exact same thing, working together on a video game where everybody could be in different states of inebriation, different parts of the world, <laughs> different schedules, spouses, kids, all of that different stuff. All I can say is organizing one of those things and seeing it through to the end emotionally and mentally taxing but also when you complete that raid and and i realize there are there are people out there who might listen to this might not who have played all these raids and who play them they're like i clear the raid three times a week great for you but i wish i was in your shoes i would love to have that get that stuff <laughs> um those people are gonna go whatever it's really easy for me when i was in college we did that like i remember the first time we beat vaulted glass it took us seven and a half solid hours of gameplay to beat that thing. And wow. I like stood up and did the double like fist in the air. Like I organized this thing. I dragged these guys through to the end. I am the master commander. God, <laughs> you know, wow, that was good. That's amazing. I'm like, geez, that was so much time. Yeah. You know, so. So I guess this is what, this is what I'm, I, I got a, I'm working through this out loud, but like mm -hmm. you've got an MMO. So we know what an RPG is. It means that you progress, you gain skills and abilities and right. different weapons. An M MMO, I would broadly define because like massively multiplayer, what is it? Massively multiplayer online game. It's a terrible abbreviation. Like massively multiplayer online role-playing game would be like MMO or RPG or whatever. Right, right. So I would define that as you need a you need a crazy world. So you drive it with stories. So you have a gameplay, you have a game. So every time a new game or a new DLC comes out, you push people through a story that progresses the world using those RPG mechanics. Right. And what you're talking about, like with the MMO thing, is like once you have beat that chapter that the developer has given you and you're waiting for the next one, you need stuff to play. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like the raids, between the raids and also the really amazing multiplayer, like PvP, that was there. Oh, that's what it had, sounds like to me. Had it so, made. Because the other like, thing, and I think, and I think it, it, sorry to interrupt you, but I think a thing that a lot of people forget about with that endless kind of attraction sort of thing with Destiny was people complained a lot about how the sandbox changed to adapt to crucible. So you get a new gun, they balance it around and then this new gun would be King. And then they'd complain and say, Oh, well now that gun's not very good. And, you know, PVE. And I think I was one of those people who was more on the side of, I'm less mad about them adapting different aspects of the game to fit PVP's sort or player versus player for the jargon out there, just to state the acronym uh, for the crucible. I, I was less upset about that affecting single player. Yeah. Then I was excited about the fact that it gave me all these new toys to play with. It's like right when I was starting to get bored of the fact that I only use this gun all the time. Now I've <laughs> got to use this new gun. I've, I've, there's this new mechanic I have to adapt to. I have to change this around. And it kept me coming back. You know, if, if especially if, oh, I hear that gun's supposed to be really good now. I want that gun. 
and you'd come back and you kept trying to get that gun so that you could hit that new that new meta game and then that would change again and then you'd have to go back and do it again it was i don't know if it was intentional but it was a balance that for me and for most of the people i played with worked really really well for keeping us invested and that's so awesome so right i guess i think like the next points that we have in our notes really all bundled together which is like basically the main complaints about destiny one were what do i do when i finish the story Mm -hmm. what do i have to do and what's that world of like grinding still having things to do still having new guns to get that was like the main complaint there that 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 was the main appeal after the end of the game was like you you just get guns and keep playing PvP or keep playing the raid or whatever you're wanting to do and keep that power creep going or right right yeah. well that's like what they did and ironically the people who played the most complained the most about the game which confused me don't, so like my be... sorry Destiny <laughs> guys you're a salt mine of epic proportions I never see anything but negativity on there that's if you depressing. hate the game stop playing the game do something else that's all right. I got to say. Is if you're mad, you need need to go try something else. That's what I did. I and again, we haven't gotten to Destiny two yet. We will, but I needed a palate cleanser. Went and I have been playing other stuff, and I feel way better. I'm not mad about my gaming, you know, ha- hobby. I'm right. excited when I I can sit down and I say I'm really pumped to pick up this game that I that I grabbed for like 15 bucks. I I heard it was really good like a year ago, but I was you know, butt deep in this game that stole my soul and my life um, called Destiny. And I, I went and I tried other stuff. And now I'm out here and I'm playing different games that I never even experienced before. And it, it's been a good time. So it's the unnecessary sidebar, but, you know. <laughs> no, preach it. So like my combination, so this is my transition to Destiny 2. The combination mm-hmm. is, did people have realistic expectations of how, how much content there should be quote unquote after the game and did destiny 2 progress past destiny 1's issues i would say a people didn't have realistic expectations in the first place um even with destiny 1 you expect it to have that same gameplay loop and draw that you had when you first started playing the game and people keep hoping it's going to do that thing when it, in fact it can't um and then b destiny 2 if anything was in the in the at least the community was more hyped than destiny 1 was um i remember re- uh, personally absurd amounts of excitement when destiny 2 was coming out going like oh god destiny 1 ended in such a good place i cannot wait for destiny 2 like i cannot wait for how good this is going to be um, and so much so that I, I probably had way overdone expectations for how good I thought the game would be. Um, but to, to either end, I think people overdid and overexpected, but Bungie is under tremendous pressure from what the destiny community expects. Like they want everything. They want it now. They want it to be flawless. If it's not flawless, Oh God, there'll be hell to pay. All of that stuff is right in there. Oh, it's crazy. Especially in like, when we talk about the community, I think it's probably both of us talking about the Reddit, the subreddit. It's just crazy. Right. And it's, it's just like, well, I mean, I love destiny so much and I love the story and I love the gameplay. It would be great if every month there was new story to play, but that's not real. Like nobody can code a game that fast, that well. 
I think it's not no realistic. This this spectacularly designed that fast and that well because um, the the big comparison you're going to get with with MMO games for Destiny because that's their main competitor as far as uh, story wise it goes. Um, the main complaint is that look at WoW. WoW's got all the story. WoW, I'm sorry, Blizzard is also a much less complex game. It's not. It doesn't have all these crazy texture packs and you know bullet drop dynamics and like range and all of these crazy things that go into a game like destiny so when you have that much coding and that much work going into it some don't quite stack up you know and i guess if if bungie had the same drive towards making a good story like blizzard does and they do do very well blizzard is very very good at that um then maybe it would be better, but at the same time, I don't know. There's a lot of maybes, a lot of ifs there. Right. Like, if you think about it, Bungie is this massive, massive studio with huge backing. I mean, like, who's their publisher now? It's like Activision, who's the biggest in the game. Yeah, Activision. You know, this is like, they have as much resources as you can possibly put behind a game while still making it profitable. They're moving at breakneck speed. I mean, it was Destiny 1, DLC, 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 short break destiny 2 <laughs> yeah it's it, it makes me think destiny 2 had and i and again this is probably like confirmed and people would say oh duh destiny 2 had to have been in development while they were making stuff for destiny 1 like they were making destiny 2 simultaneously and it's which, the same studio like they're doing right. all of it this isn't call of duty where they alternate studios every three years no. or whatever it's all it's all bungee it's crazy I just like I don't get it. So like here's here's something fundamental about Destiny as well. So the Halo series by Bungie was rated M. Like these were the hardcore games. They were yep. violent. They weren't gross, but you know, they were adult games for sure. There's blood and death everywhere. People also forget that not only was Destiny the first MMORPG on a console, but it was also a game for everyone. This is mm-hmm. not you know, like you mentioned Dark Souls. Right. Dark Souls is for really hardcore gamers. That's a very specific niche. They kill it, but it's for a very small percentage of gamers. Right. Destiny was literally built for everyone, and I think they did a masterful job. You want to just play the story where it's not too challenging and you just hang out with friends? Great. You want to play the story and then not basically get to multiplayer and just play multiplayer for the next 18 months? You can do that great. You want to keep playing with your friends and coming back to raids and like harder and harder challenges. Great. You want to just like play the story as it comes out with like the main game DLCs. Mm-hmm. You can do that too. And this is a teen rated game too. So they also made it way more accessible for all ages. Right. So it's funny to me that like these super hardcore gamers are pissed when they can't pour. I don't know. I just imagine some of these people putting like eight plus hours into the game every day. Oh Yeah. Some of the people when it's like it, at least they put that much into the game. This is one of the few games ever made where you can literally play as much or as little as you want and still get the destiny experience in quotes. Right. That's Which, incredible to me. Dude, no, you're you're totally on point. And I've and I've and I guess I've never even considered it at that level because for me I was a little bit more along the hardcore spectrum, not necessarily the I played it for eight hours. But, I mean, as I've already said, I've definitely had a night where I did do that. Yeah. But um, 
more along the lines of I haven't just sat down and done nothing but destiny all day. You know, I've, totally. I've come close a couple times. I remember when I first moved uh, out of college and I moved back home and my internet wasn't super solid. I'd spend that much time just trying to get one thing done because my internet would just, you know, poop in, <laughs> poop out thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that I was willing to sit there and waste quite literally waste those hours trying to reconnect to a game that was telling me, stop, it's not going to work, homie. And I kept <laughs> doing that's a testament how strong of a draw. Destiny oh, yeah. Developed. It's, it's yeah. got that appeal, that, that cross, that overall appeal where you can say, this is the only game I need to play. I don't want to play anything else. It's got everything I come to video games for. So... Or you can do what I do, and I'm I mostly play for the stories. So I like play with some mm-hmm. friends, play through the story. I'll play a little bit of Crucible, um, but then like I'm basically put it on the shelf, eagerly awaiting DLCs. And I love it for that because yeah. like their world building is just that good. It's incredible to me that they have something for everyone. Right. So that's where it cracks me up. Where like we've been citing Polygon. Polygon's Destiny Two review is nine point oh, and their sub their like tagline was it's destiny with less much less bullshit which cracks me up because i felt like destiny 2 was a little bit more polished on the mechanics but it was the natural progression of destiny 1 and i don't feel like destiny 1 was that different and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean like (laughs) destiny 1 was that good and then they made it even better so like that jump in score doesn't make sense to me i guess I guess for me is is that phrase it's Destiny 1 with way less bullshit. The biggest hardcore community complaint is that like like they never complained that there was too much bullshit. I want to put that out there. The complaint was never that there was too much bullshit. They would sit there and say my bullshit is not refined enough. You better refine my bullshit better. Like <laughs> like I I want these mecha- I I do not gripe at you for having my armor materials, my my weapon materials and all the- do you remember those things? I do. Oh, yeah. We all <laughs> those days. Um I I don't I don't mind those things being a thing. I r- really mind the fact that I can't buy those things. Like that was that was the complaint. It was never um oh, I'm pissed off about all of these perks that can roll into this gun. It's I'm pissed off that this gun is stronger than everything else and it's taking me longer to grind for it. And I think that was the thing that Bungie had a hard time distinguishing when they made Destiny 2, is they didn't hear, I want more refined bullshit. They heard, I want less of it. And so you're getting these reviews where people can say, God, this game is so much more accessible. It's easier to get into. Boom, bang, boom. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you get to, I think we're four months into this game being out. Are we at three or four months now? It's about four. It feels longer to me, but I don't know. It does. Uh, oh, updated September. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, September sixth, twenty seventeen. Yeah, so it's wow out for about four months, a little bit over four months now. And Not long. <laughs> you have a guy like you know name drop here. You've got Dotto, who has made a living off of making videos, podcasts, all these different Twitch channels merchandise probably off of destiny and like putting out his videos describing it giving people analyses on guns and stuff like that saying i think that i made a really poor economic choice here because destiny 2 does not have that much depth and Mm. 
which which is interesting to me. Like, I think that's fascinating that a game that most people agree is much better than Destiny 1. And I sit there and I think, God, I miss Destiny 1's gameplay loop. That was the only game I played when it was out and when it was in its prime. I didn't play anything else. And I don't know why I can't pin it down, but that's the case. Interesting. I feel like um, I know that I don't play as much as some people, you included, but I would hope that basically they've given themselves a platform to build on because we were going to have what I think we can expect like three DLC at the very least over the next 12 to 18 months. And I'm hoping that they've basically given themselves a clean enough slate to build upon that, to deliver for that. Right. But yeah. Cause like, obviously that's, I don't see that side. I don't know. Like just the way that I play destiny, it's got a great story. It's more polished. I think the crucible is great, which we can touch on. I'm thrilled, but I guess those like crazy hardcore people feel like that, that depth isn't there. Maybe we should do an episode on you giving me an intro to that guy. Cause that's like a whole side of destiny that I don't touch, which is that like crazy. Yeah, I, I almost, stuff. I almost think that like that we, we should talk, we, we should make sure that we talk about how, how great destiny is because destiny one and two are very phenomenal. Even though I, can I have admittedly left Destiny 2 very much in my dust. I have Curse of Osiris. I have not played it. Um, just to put that one out there. And it's not even a matter of, oh, I don't want to play this because of X, Y, and Z. It's, it's I look at the game, like, I'll, lo- I'll look at it and go, no, I don't really want to do that. I just, I something about it, I just, I look at it and I'm not interested. I, I don't know what it is. I have a kind of, almost like a fugue about it, where I, I remember really liking Destiny and Destiny 2, but I have no interest in jumping back into it, if that makes any sense at all. Um, and, and I don't know why that is. I, 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 think, I think I'm edging more towards the side where I was this hardcore player that cared about all of the balance, and I played Destiny. I'd jump on and play a couple rounds of Crucible a day and do all these different things, and then now I look at it and go, nope, I don't want to be anywhere near that, and I don't know why that happened, but it did. Interesting. So, so definitely expect some follow-up episodes. Right. I think we should do a follow-up for each DLC. But oh. um, so the final, I think, uh, unless you've got something else, the final topic I want to touch on is Crucible because I think Crucible changed a lot. Right. Um, let me give you my thoughts and then let's dig into yours. Yeah. I, th- I think that um, the original Destiny 1 while far superior to Call of Duty, had a little bit of the Call of Duty mechanics. And what I mean by that is kind of a lone wolf could carry a team, mm-hmm. you know, like one superstar, the dude who plays 12 hours a day, oh, hell yeah, dominate, carry the whole team. So they shrunk squad size. Wasn't it down from like five to four? Or was it six uh, to four? From, from, Des- from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2, you mean? Yes. Oh, it, it was from six to four. Yeah, so big change there. They also yep. slowed down gameplay way more. Hugely slowed it down. I find this really good, which is interesting to me because I truly do believe that like multiplayer should be skill-based. But I find mm-hmm. this, this Crucible, the multiplayer in Destiny 2, way more cerebral and strategic. And you have to play as a team. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because I've heard other people like the Giant Bombcast their main complaint is that it's slow and requires team fire. And mine is 
if I'm not playing as a team, we're going to lose and we should lose. Right. I'd rather, I'd rather live and die by the sword of strategy and teamwork rather than just playing twitchy game after twitchy game. I could play amazing. I could play terrible and it's going to have almost no impact on whether my team wins. Gotcha. And I, I can say I, I see both sides of it because when I first started playing and, and a uh, little aside here, destiny one crucible was what I kept, kept coming back to that game for. I liked the raids. I liked playing with friends. I liked the strikes. I liked all of it. Crucible was what really got my goat. You know, iron banner would come up. Oh boy. You knew what I was going to be doing that week. I'd get my stuff done. I'd go home. I was on iron banner just because I, I liked that twitchy aspect of it. I liked the fact that, um, I could be playing another team and I, if we're losing, I could turn that game around. I liked the fact that if I was just like, you know, just stomping some other team, if some other guy just completely owned my entire team, that was like, dude, that guy is probably sitting on his chair right now, just losing his mind about how pumped he is. Like <laughs> that fact that this game can let you do something like that. I was on board for and then, and, and to uh, a very good friend of mine who, who we both know, he was that guy that was always, or he remains that guy that is always that game changer. You know, that's yeah. what he lives for. And then we load up Destiny 2. The beta comes out. We play the, you know, we all jump on um, our entire group, the, the four of us guys that I played with, and we all start playing. And our first initial impressions are immediately that. This is a much more team-based game. It's slower. You need to do this. You need to do that. You cannot run alone. You got to use this gun. You cannot do these different things. And I was pretty middle ground about it when it came out. I went, this is fun. Something feels off. Um, a couple of my other friends really liked the tactical. Like they, they described it exactly verbatim like you did. Very cerebral. You have to be strategic. It's really good. And then my, my fourth one, my fourth friend, who I already said was the dynamite. He was the God among men when it came to crucible, right? Hated this version of the game. Yeah. Cause he, he wasn't the lone man. Wrecking right, ball. He was not Superman anymore. He couldn't be Superman anymore. And I think not, not to detract from either end of it, because I think both ends are valid. I think the problem that destiny two had going into it was that it didn't play on that power fantasy in crucible. You couldn't be that superhero, you know, whereas, and I think Destiny 1 had this interesting dynamic where those people who were the superheroes of strategic cerebral action just soared in uh they they murdered in trials, they murdered in the raids, they were you could not compete against the guys who were more cerebral than you were in those ones. In Crucible, like Iron Banner and Mayhem, stuff like that, the guys who were very twitch heavy, they were the kings of the camp it gave both of those types of games, both those types of video gamers, this great approach to this game. And like you said earlier, Destiny 1's appeal, it hit everybody. Everybody game. Destiny Good 2 point. doesn't. So. Good points. Well, it sounds like I am perfectly content and you're a little bit more lukewarm on Destiny it, 2. Luke, lukewarm is a great way to describe my feelings towards Destiny 2 at the moment. Interesting. Well, we'll have to follow up once we both play trials and oh, sure. uh, keep keep on checking in. So, I guess that's yeah. a wrap. Episode think, one, late uh, to the party. Uh, we'll have to check on how how that one came out. Uh, if you listened, thank you. If you didn't, well, you know, go to hell. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 
Always a pleasure, Connor. Likewise, Treb. See you, man. See you, dude.